Andy, I'm going to put you on the spot here as we open up this podcast of men of a certain X. We've started in September. I think we started in September, right? You know, it's been a couple months. We've had some ups and downs. We've got a loyal listener base. We hadn't cracked the code on the sound effects. Andy, are we there yet on the sound effects? Dave, I'm not sure, but let's let's find out. Let's we've got we've got our our, our sound deck here. I think we're working through it with our you know our transitional sounds. We've got some of those queued up. We've got some some fun sounds queued up for you. We want to make sure you've got everything you need for when you say something silly. You know, and then we've got some of our our movie classics from you know movies like you might recognize from the Breakfast Club, the 1980s classic from Fast Times, and of course, you gotta have Arnold in there. Get to the chopper, Dave! So hopefully we've cracked the code in our sound studio here, and we can now finally, finally add these into what turned out to be my uh, one of my top five podcasts of the year, despite the late start, Dave, this very <laughs> Men of a Certain Next podcast. Well, that we could talk about that here in a second, Andy. But the um, but the the sound effects are good. At I'm a little worried that you're the one holding the button here because um, you know you like to ridicule me often, and I'm sure now with the sound effects you're going to start doing that uh, clown car type of uh, stuff when you when you. <laughs> There we go. That's that's it. That's I'm, it. I, I'd be nervous about moving the button too, to be honest. So you know, I'll try and I'll try and ease into it as I get you know familiar with it. You know, I don't want to like overly abuse the sound effects. I'll try to you know respect your space, Dave, and I'll thank you and our listeners in advance for putting up with me as I maybe get a little bit excited with all these fun sound effects. Well, very very good. Very good, Andy. And as you just had mentioned, um, the Spotify it was Rapper Day yesterday. Um, where if you're a Spotify listener or a user or or they have a Spotify login, um, you get your musics or podcasts a wrapper. If you do podcasts such as we do, and, and Andy and I have several podcasts that we participate in or or run, you get to see the effects of those. And I think those came back pretty, pretty good. And and men of a certain X, even though we've only been doing this for about three months. You know, I was pretty happy with where we are on the results here, Andy. But what what did Spotify tell you about your taste, Andy? So, Dave, you know, it, it's Spotify Wrapped is it's it's a, it's a really fun moment, right? And I I didn't know it was coming till I saw something written about it yesterday, and I was like, oh boy, it's it's Spotify Wrapped, and I was I was very excited about it because I'm a geek, and I did like seeing the podcast feedback. I thought that was great, but I'm always curious to see where my music went for the year. I usually generally have an idea. But you never really know. But there's a few constants in my music listening. One, there's always a lot of rock and roll, you know, metal music, which I which I really enjoy. And so I was I was glad to see, you know, in my top five, you know, Foo Fighters was there. They had a great new album this year. Metallica and Megadeth were there. They had great new albums this year. So that was that was great to see. Manskin was on there, a fun newer rock band, Italian rock band, some fun music. But the thing is, Dave, you know, despite my 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 excitement about rock and metal, there's always like this teenage girl part of me that wins the day. <laughs> and so there's always some girly pop music star that is number one. It's been uh, Mel C one year. It's been Alicia Keys one year. It's been uh, Miley uh, Cyrus one right? year. Well, that so for, <laughs> for the, I think the third time it was Miley Cyrus as my number one artist this year. 
and it's not even close, Dave. It's it's like embarrassingly. Uh, I mean, she wins by so far, and and it's like the top songs. Four out of five of them are Miley Cyrus songs. So I, I'm I'm a big fan. You know, she she started out as a young pop star, right? I wasn't a fan of you know a teenage pop star, but she got Montana. Really, you didn't watch Hannah Montana. I didn't watch Hannah Montana, <laughs> but but she really has transitioned to being. I think a really a really great performer and fun rock you know rock pop star and her last few albums her live album her last two studio albums have really been a, a lot of fun to listen to and really good it's a little embarrassing you know here i am as a middle-aged man to to have her consistently on the top of my list but but hey, hey great, great album spotify wrapped was was great to, to take in they do a great job with that and, and all those top artists and and other top songs for you it's fun to listen to your playlist for the year and you just enjoy it. So thank you, Spotify, for that. And thank you, Dave, for being in two of my five top podcasts. We have there we go. this Men of a Certain Next, which I was, I was happy to see get up there. And uh, of course, our, our, some of our work activities. And, and of course, there are some good NFL and political podcasts up there as well. So thank you, Spotify. And Dave, thank you. And I'm glad I can share my music listening with the world. Andy, I can't throw too many daggers at you for Miley Cyrus. Even it was was I, but I have to know: was it Wrecking Ball? Was that number one for on your list? Or so so it wasn't. It wasn't Dave. It wasn't. It was Flowers, which was number one, the much more masculine, much more uh, fun Flowers. No, that, which is a great song. Which is which is which is it's really good. It's a really she, she writes a good song, and uh, yeah, three three of the five are from her new album. One was from her live album, and then there was a, a Steve Aoki pop collaboration that made the other top five songs so hey rock and roll man rock and roll i'm, I'm hey, here i'm here for it i'm here for I, it. I can't throw many daggers though any because i i do like i think every it's well established i am a taylor swift fan i'm a 1989 album guy eras guy if you want to say that so um i do i do enjoy taylor swift as much as you probably enjoy miley cyrus so uh, that's all well and good, Andy. So, okay, very good on that. And hey, look, if you, if listeners out there, if you have Spotify, if, if we're in your lists uh, anywhere, shape, or form, please tag us. It'd be great to see that. Uh, uh, we're both on X, Andy, not so much anymore, uh, but I'm on X at, at, at Deep Pounder and, and Andy's at Andy, at Andy Jabor. And then we're also both on threads and Instagram. So please tag us. It'd be great to see some of those reflections that come in um, because I, I do think we're hitting a pretty neat audience here. Uh, again, another shout out to Mama Jabor. Andy, where, you know, when I was looking at the Spotify, the rap thing, you know, they do say, you know, what are the, what are your listeners listening to? Like on a yeah. music part, we did have, we had the rock, we had the pop, and then we had rap were our top three. Uh, I didn't notice Mama Jabor's uh, top music in there um, <laughs> anywhere. Was it, would that be polka music or what would what, what would she listen to? You know, growing up, I, I, I heard a lot of ABBA, a lot oh, okay. of Hollywood Glacius, you know. Nice. So. She had a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty eclectic set of music that I grew up listening to back in the old Jabor household. So um, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have her dial up a, a best of playlist for you, Dave. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love the, a little ABBA would be great. That would hey, be I'm always up for dancing queen. I mean, oh, anytime. definitely for sure. All right, Andy. So let's move along here. Let's get into our more of our topic of the day, top of mind topic. Um, Andy, we're, we're going to start in the world of politics, where I think we're continuing to see the start in the world. We, we always wind up here in this world of politics, Andy. Yeah. I think it's just such at the front of mind. There's a lot. It's a really 
I think this is a really fascinating time that we're at. You know, we have two uh, very um, two established candidates on each side of the aisle that it looks like everyone's running to. But beneath there, there's a lot of there's a there's a nasty underbelly right now that um, is starting to to percolate up. And I, I really think it's going to shape up for a very interesting primary season. I think when you look at both Biden and Trump, it's well established. If they're off script, if they're off the teleprompter, it's a really rough watch. Um, they make they're making a lot of very um, for as much as Trump wants to talk about Biden's age uh, over the last several weeks, he's made several, um, I guess, uh, mistakes on his speaking. Uh, we can go through that litany if you want to, but I'm more interested in talking. We've talked a lot about Nikki Haley on this podcast and, and the momentum she's gaining, uh, on a lot of different fronts from her debate performances, everything, but you've got some more information now, Andy, on, you know, where the donors are going with this front. You want, you want to talk about that a little bit, Andy? Yeah, let me talk about it quickly, David. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, right? There's, you know, I think the, the Republicans sort of took the lesson in that they, they need to galvanize behind somebody if they want to try and challenge Trump, right? So you've got the Trump wing of the Republican party, and you've got the other uh, part of the Republican party and, and the other part has just been dominated by Trump. And so I think people are realizing that, that, there has to be a credible challenger if, if they want somebody besides the Democrats to win. And what you're seeing is a, generally speaking, a libertarian leaning organization. The, the Koch network is often referred to named for the, the brothers that, that founded it, Charles and David Koch and uh, their, their political community uh, and their, and their PAC, the Americans for Prosperity Action, a super PAC um, that they fund and others fund very well organized, very well resourced. They've come together, they set out the last two elections, and they've kind of looked around the landscape. They see the Republican candidates are. I think they see that, you know, uh, supporting a a Libertarian Party candidate probably isn't in their best interest this year, supporting some other independent bid, there's not a viable choice out there. And they've come to support Nikki Haley. They're, they're, they're backing Nikki Haley, they're saying, hey, she's got the best chance to be a true competitor against Donald Trump, to potentially win the Republican nomination. And then to go on and beat Joe Biden, as we've talked about before, in one-on-one -on -one polls, she's, she's had up to 10-point leads against Joe Biden, the best of any of the Republicans presently running. So that's a pretty big deal because she's already getting a lot of attention for her good debate performances. She's already getting a lot of attention as a, you know, her political background, her experience, what she's bringing to the table. And now she's getting a lot of financial and network support. You know, that, that's, that's people going door to door in these early states are going to be voting and, and that's coming quickly right we're now below 50 days till the first votes are cast republican nomination so it's a big boost for her and for somebody to knock off donald trump if that's you know what what some want it's going to take a lot of support and and, and nikki haley is is quickly becoming that front runner to oppose donald trump potentially you know take the gop nomination whether you like nikki haley or not it presents a clear alternative to donald trump and so republicans have a big decision to make here right is it going to be Trump, is it going to be, I mean, it could still be Ron DeSantis or Chris Christie, but support seems to really be galvanizing behind Nikki Haley. And we've talked about this a couple of times. I think that's probably the best choice Republicans have to try and win, um, you know, those Americans that are simply not going to vote for Donald Trump. Dave, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I definitely think that she's from the onset of this. And even when she left the Trump administration and, and you know, went out on, on her own and then launched her own thing, I think she's 
kind of stood above all the the name calling the ruckus and all this stuff while at the same time delivering her share of uh, very zingers or or hard hitting points to some of the other candidates. And I think that, you know, I think if anything, she's acted more presidential than than anyone else. And that's what I've really come away and impressed with. I've also been listening, you know, I listen to other podcasts as well. There's a really good one on uh, from the ringer. Somebody's got to win. It's a political podcast. It's uh, from the people who do the puck newsletter, Mm -hmm. which is a really good, you know, I guess current events or or pop culture type of, of newsletter, but they bring on a lot of really good candidates. And I think time and a time, or not candidates, but uh, guests to talk about the political landscape. And somebody brought up a really good point last last episode they had is, is the first person to move on, the first group, the, po- the party to move on from the established or what we perceive to be the established candidates of Biden and Trump to pick somebody else yeah. is going to win the election. So for Democrats, it's it's very clear, you know, th- there's a lot of concern about Biden and where they're going to go with that, whether that's Kamala Harris or whether they, you know, one of these other, you know, side challengers in the primary. That's really not realistic, frankly. You really need to have somebody more established. But whether they go with somebody like that against Trump, that person would win. And likewise, if the Republicans put up anybody but Trump, um, they would they, they would resoundly win against Biden. So the party that first makes that step, and look, it has to be relatively soon because you start getting into March, April, May, and now you're really losing opportunities that you can be building your presidential campaign. If you start getting too late into that process, the, the ship may have passed. So yeah. for these parties, the decision really is, you said it's 50 days before votes start getting cast. They have to start making some clear decisions in those early primaries and, and figure out which direction they're going to go. So it's going to be interesting to bear out for sure, Andy. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And you, you, in one sense, you wonder if it was happening a little bit faster, you know, part of Biden's uh, argument was that he was the guy that, that could be Trump that had to had to run in order to beat Trump. You kind of wonder if if Trump wasn't the nominee, would that increase the chance of him maybe saying, "Hey, maybe I do need to step away," right? Because I think it's a it's a very clear sort of picture of very two very different generations. If you were to put Nikki Haley up there against Joe Biden, or you were to put up you know Dean Phillips or or Gavin Newsom or one of these younger characters against Donald Trump, it, it's just a very different presence. And I think I think you make a really good point there that I think. America polls show it want to move on past these two yeah. guys, right? They just want we want something different, and and I think that's why you're seeing so much support for individuals like Robert F. Kennedy and just alternatives because people want something different. So I wonder, you know, if 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 Nikki Haley were able to come in and take that nomination, would that potentially change anything? Democrats, I don't think so. I think Joe Biden's running; he's going to be the Democratic yeah. nominee. But it's interesting to think about for sure. So as you just play out, Dave, there's a lot's going to be happening as we as we go into the. Uh, the holiday season here, start the new year, and then it's really going to get aggressive. And and we'll see him. There's still a lot on uh, Mr. Trump's plate as he deals with various lawsuits and everything else. But he still is the strong front runner, and he's got a he's still got a very strong base, a very loud voice, and, and a lot of platforms that he can speak from. So interesting to see this all play out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. God. God be with America, whatever this all shakes out, man. <laughs> I do. I'll, we'll wrap it up on this thing here, Andy. You you had mentioned about, you know, Biden felt like he was the one to save us from Trump in the, you know, the last election. 
or he had to do it because he wanted to fight against Trump. Some people are even using that argument now for him to leave the race is to say, yeah. look, the best option for you know, not having Trump is for you not to run this time. And so are you big enough to pull yourself out of that that race? You know, it'd be interesting. It is going to be interesting to see. So, Andy, let's do transition, though. Let's move on to a little bit lighter topic. And you talked about a little bit of a, oh, nice. Yeah, nice we did tra yeah. transition. We got the sound effect in there. That wasn't something wrong in your earpiece that you did hear a transition by Andy Jabor. So, <laughs> um, so, Andy, let's you. We talked about wanting to do some holiday themed uh, kind of things. So, so let's let's do. Let, we're going to start with a pretty straight forward one all right all right top three top three just three and then we'll go in or you know we'll go three two one um top three holiday watches that you like you know as you go through the holidays what what are you pulling up um and where are you gonna go and then if you have anything there's a look look there's a lot of movies out there there's a lot of great watches um but um, we'll, we'll we'll have some honorable mentions at the end there. So Andy, we'll just go three, two, one. All right. And it doesn't have to be in order of like importance to you, but but I'll give you the throne first. Where do you want to go with your number three one here? Well, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two caveats here. One, I could probably make a different list every time I come up with this list because I, just, I would. Right. Two, my first my first entry, my number three. It's gonna be kind of a squishy one because there's a lot of different variations of this one. So I think it's a classic Christmas movie, Christmas story, however you take it in, is a Christmas Carol. It's just it's just such a great story, right? Ebenezer Scrooge, the whole the whole story, the reflection, the change. It's just a great story. So whether you're watching it in the theater or one of the several movie variations, there have been a lot of them over the years. I think that story is just a great story. It's a great sort of spirit of Christmas holiday cheer kind of movie. So I'm going to go the Christmas Carol, Dave, as number three. You can choose which which version you want to take in. Yeah, that's a really strong one. There's so many good. There are a lot of really good versions of that that movie out there, and I don't think it ever gets old. My version that I always love. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. It's a 30 yeah. minute cartoon. So that's one that I remember from my youth and, and very, uh, very good in there. So Andy, you are absolutely right. There are so many movies to choose from. I have so many movies on this list, but it's hard to pull in, but I will tell you one that I always just always feel good about is uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm specifically looking at the 1994 version of it. There's just something about it. It's like, I think it's just a great cast. It, it, and at the end, I always just feel really good about, um, about the holidays. And I feel really good about the magic of Christmas. And I feel yeah. uh, just, it, it's, it's just a, look, it, it's not, um, it, it's a classic movie, right? So it's not going to be sign of the times and, and all sort of deeper political meanings or anything like that. It's not going to be dark or no, just straightforward. It's good. It's not very long. I mean, you're not going to spend three hours on the couch. It, I, I just think it's a heartwarming movie. So I'm going with Miracle on 34th Street, the the 94 version, Andy. So that's it's a good one, Dave. It gets you excited about New York, you know? You yeah, feel, yeah. You feel good about New York's a great place to be. Around the holidays, we, we we've been up there. I think I think twice around that time of the year, and it's just it's just got a great energy. It, it feels like everything you want the holiday season to feel like, you know. So that, that that's a that's a great 
a great movie, great, great choice. All right. Well, very good. So there's our third pick. What about you going to your second pick, Andy? All right. So two, I think this is one that's <laughs> probably probably on a lot of people's lists. And it's the very entertaining, always amusing Will Ferrell starring in Elf because it's just, I mean, you just can't help but laugh, right? It's just, he is just so physically, comically entertaining. And Elf just really captures just all of his goofy, best society night live energy in a great holiday movie. It's just dumb, fun, holiday cheer. I, I think it's a great one. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. That made my honorable mentions part, but it's def it was number one on my honorable mentions be just because there's yeah, you're you're right. There's so many cl it's classic Will Ferrell. Everything that he was in his heyday yeah. is in this movie. And and again, it's another one of these ones where you just can't him in the mail room, the scene of him yeah. in the mail room, you know, drinking syrup and, and then moving to bourbon or wherever that is. And then and then him with uh, all, all the, the classic uh, scenes, of snowball fights, all, all good stuff. So good pick, Andy. I think that would make a lot of people's list there. Andy, I'm going to go with another comedic genius, uh, Vince Vaughn here. And oh, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go with four Christmases here, Andy. Um, this is, uh, if you, if you're not familiar with this movie, you need to get familiar with it. I think it's, it's, it's strong for three quarters of the movie. And then the last quarter is, it gets a little weird. The last family visit is a little weird, but for the first three family visits are some of the greatest comedy scenes I've ever seen in my entire life going for Vince Vaughn, going to his family, which has, uh, John Favreau, Tim McGraw, um, Robert Duvall. You can't get any better than that. They do some MMA wrestling in there. They're trying to set up a, um, <clears throat> a satellite dish. Great. Then you go to the next family um, where <clears throat> where you have th this you know this church meeting and there there or this church event and they do the pageant uh with Vince Vaughn um you know playing the role of Joseph uh it, it's just great and then you go to the third family where uh it's Vince Vaughn's uh mom's uh house and it, it's um talking about you know his mom is now married to his best friend and there's just a really awkward scene about him you know talking to his best friend and saying yeah you were my best friend and then you started dating my mom and it got a little weird so I, that scene and then they they play uh charades or or one of the games there i can't remember what it was but it one of the greatest laugh out loud shows I've seen. So Four Christmases is my second pick there, Andy. Where are you going to go to wrap up your your one pick there, Andy? Well, I'm just going to say Vin, Vince Vaughn is highly entertaining, right? I mean, he's <laughs> just got a, a sort of a, a dry humor that just, I think, really is fun in whatever role he plays. And he does a great job. So that, that's a good pick, Dave. But my number one, you know, you brought up Mickey Mouse earlier, not going quite to Mickey Mouse, but I think just maybe maybe the ultimate sort of it's Christmas time show a charlie brown christmas oh yeah I mean, poor charlie brown the peanuts gang you know the, the the pathetic christmas tree the the sadness of charlie brown the the christmas lights the the the, the show you know the school show it's just it's got all that stuff that i think especially for for folks you know our age sort of is it's older than we are it's, you know you look back on it, it's just got this classic goofy quirky happy holiday spirit innocent fun sweet 
very Christmassy. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with with a Charlie Brown Christmas as number one. Just really, catch, I, was, I was kind of thinking about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You know, it's kind of in that same spirit. But I, I, I went with Charlie Brown. I just really think that's uh, hey, it's 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 holiday time when you when you see that. Yeah, that's that is a great one, and it's it's such a a good contrast. And I I I really just do. You hit all the right points there. I I enjoy the time. I enjoy the just sweetness and innocence of so much of it. At the same time, talking about the commercialization of yeah, of yeah. Christmas and and the aluminum trees and all that fun stuff. So so great pick there. And Andy, I'm going to go with you on kind of the cartoon effect too. I'm going with prep and landing. Um, and you can put all three of the show that there's the two, uh, just the prep and landing. Then there's the naughty versus nice. And then there's this operation um, Santa Claus or, or whatever the last one was, but all three of those, they're short, they're fun. They, they really speak to a lot of the humor of Christmas and the goodness of Christmas and how the, all the, the mythologies behind and the yeah. traditions, I, I just love every part of it. So that's really good. Andy, did you have any other movies that or shows that didn't make the list, but you were thinking about? So one one that I was I was close to was you know variations of the Grinch right Doctor yeah. Seuss you know love it and <clears throat> there was a time when uh, Jim Carrey was entertaining uh, to to me he kind of exhausts me these days but yeah you know it, it's just a, it's another just really fun story and I've always loved Doctor Seuss so that that was on there I mentioned Rudolph and sort of Frosty some of those classics yeah. but um but th those were I think I think I think the three that I, I, I list are probably the ones that really jumped out at me. You know, most prominently and i'll be honest i've heard you mention prep and landing many times over the years and i still have never taken that in so shame oh on me i've got to i've got to get on that you, you got to get on to it it's it's great you would love every minute of it um so definitely watch that one andy but i had like fred claus on there look um the it's a wonderful life i know people yeah. poo poo it a lot on some respects but i just love it's everything about it. it's a wonderful life so that was a hard one for me to leave off because i've been watching that for a very long time um christmas story is another classic i know there's 24 hours of christmas story on christmas eve and christmas day it gets people drained a little bit but if you just watch it once a year it's really still very good you mentioned rudolph frosty i have another one that i i really love twas the night before christmas which is a chris uh, like a cartoon show yeah. with my with with mice in it so look it's 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 weird i'm not going to say it's it's a it's it's a guilty one for me um to to enjoy as well so andy that was really fun i really appreciate you doing that let's wrap up for this week andy and again next week we're going to go three days a week so exciting time for us monday wednesday friday we'll start releasing right. the podcast a little bit earlier in the day for people to listen uh, so we'll definitely do that. Andy, I just want to do one quick check-in. Or How are you feeling about the Lions this week, okay? Dave, you know, they're going down to New Orleans to play another crappy team, and so they <laughs> should win, but they've struggled against crappy teams the last two weeks. I will say I've only recently gotten over my, my long-standing grudge against the Saints for having beaten the Lions in the playoffs now probably like 12 years ago, for, you know, something along those lines. So, if if they if they win, I'm gonna have to go full on New Orleans hate again because the Lions really need this win. But I'm confident. I think the Lions are gonna bounce back. I think they're gonna show you know, the type of team they can be. I think they're down there and beat a, a really struggling team, a struggling franchise, not a great coaching staff. And I'm, I'm feeling good about the Lions. How about you? You ready? Ready for the Cowboys to get into things on on uh, t tonight? I think the Cowboys are playing the, the tonight. A tough game. 
Cowboys Seahawks saying this is a tough game because it is one of those games where the Seahawks aren't playing very well right now, but that, that that's perfect for the Cowboys because they're yeah. they're all about making bad teams look pretty good. So I, I will reserve my right. I do think the Cowboys should win pretty easily. I think the defense is just that good. Um, and the offense is good enough to to put up some points, uh, enough points on a pretty good Seattle defense. So we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely check in uh, next week as we kick off our three day a week podcast next week on that, Andy. So uh, all good. But Andy, appreciate your time and appreciate all of you who are listening. And with that, we'll talk to you next time.